It's been 28 days since I spoke to a real-life person. Or maybe it's 29. Or 31. Who understands time anymore? In adhering to my government's total lockdown rules, I'm in solitary confinement. I live alone because my husband is deployed overseas with the army. I don't have family or friends in close proximity that could have taken me in for a month. Therefore, it's just me and my dog for the full duration of the COVID-19 containment procedure. As the days go by, how many of them there have been now, my good mental health wanes because of all of this. Solitude and loneliness are silent killers of their own. While we protect the health of the physically vulnerable during this lockdown, we seem to have forgotten about the health of the mentally vulnerable. Research by Anxiety New Zealand surmises one in four Kiwis suffers from anxiety, depression, panic attacks, OCD, or phobias. I think this is a hugely underestimated number, and it's probably more like half of us. I know I have had experience with almost all of the above. For me, isolation from human contact is my Achilles heel. I've been through psychotherapy to successfully manage anxiety, PTSD, and OCD. I've done cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness, and EMDR of memories, which stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. As a package, this treatment was wildly successful and all but cured me of my mental health difficulties. Save for one thing. Of all of the therapists I saw over the years, there was one consensus. My problems emerge during times of combined stress and seclusion. Solitude will always be my core weakness. I need to actively manage and avoid it every day of my life. I require the fundamental human needs of company and community to keep my mental health in check. Without them, I lose perspective and get lost in a dark cloud, a whirlwind of worry and emotional weakness. I get a visit from that black dog we often talk about when discussing mental health. Technology has eased my pain, but it's not quite the same. My lockdown afternoons are the hardest part of the day. Gone are any endorphins from my morning outdoor workout. So around 2pm, I feel that dark cloud coming back to taunt me. But in the early evenings, my friends start to come online. So that connection I require so seriously for my mental health is facilitated through FaceTime, Facebook Messenger, or house party. I don't get the physical connection my brain craves, but at least I get a bit of conversation. 
even if all we talk about is the politics of coronavirus. I should point out, of the vulnerable, I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm warm, I'm dry, I have a roof over my head. I have food and wine, I have clean water, high-speed internet, and a really comfortable bed. I've also had the very rare privilege of mental health treatment, which has given me a toolkit to survive this lockdown. What about the people that don't have any of that, though? What about their mental health? I'm worried about them far more than myself. I'm worried about the suicides that will go unidentified during the lockdown because we aren't allowed to report them in New Zealand. I'm worried about those with mild mental health issues before COVID-19, particularly around health anxiety and loneliness, whose issues are now unmanageable. I'm worried about the stress management of those who could hit, abuse, and maybe even kill their family members during self-isolation. And I'm worried about all the new cases of mental health problems this lockdown will lead to in the years to come because of the low-intensity daily trauma we're all going through. I understand why we are doing this lockdown. But we are being robbed of a fundamental human right that keeps us mentally healthy. All of this talk about what people are doing to stay sane during self-isolation is insulting to those whose mental health issues can't be solved by a Netflix blinge, a brief walk in the park, or an afternoon baking sourdough bread. Long-term deprivation, as we are currently experiencing, will undoubtedly lead to a sharp increase in anxiety, depression, panic attacks, OCD, phobias, and PTSD amongst the general population. Those issues will be chronic and devastating to society. Over time, they will cause far more casualties than any virus. The global concern of not having enough hospital beds to treat the old and infirm during COVID-19 is valid. Yet I think all governments, including my own, have failed to take into account the mental health resources we'll all need for the years to come because of the containment procedures surrounding this pandemic.